Adios. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got. All right, great stuff. Is that all you got? Okay, so, yeah, I'd recommend two of three of the movies I saw. Um, so, the last one I watched was called Office Space. <laughs> have you ever seen it? I have been telling people I would love watching Office Space, like, for the past, like, almost 10 years, it feels like. My mom's told me. <laughs> Like, I feel like Brianne's probably told me at some point. Everyone <laughs> recommends this movie to me. Is it actually any good? Dude, it, it's actually phenomenal. It's okay. super low budget. I think it was made in 99. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's in it. Young Jen Annie. She looks great. And it's the whole movie is about this guy who works in a cubicle and hates his job. So it's very applicable. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I'm sure we can both kind of relate to that. Yeah, so it it was it, it's like one of those cult classics that you know if you watched it a couple times you could quote that movie for the rest of your life, uh, referencing back to our uh, mount that we had earlier. But uh, it's a very quotable movie, and I'd recommend it. I'd give it a seven of ten, but it's an easy watch. It's not bad. I think you should watch it. Go okay, uh, I'll definitely try and put that to the top of my list just because I've had it. I heard so many good things about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. The second one I watched was called The Switch Up, or The Chain, The Switch Up, with Jason Bateman and also Jennifer Aniston. I've been on a, <sighs> I've been on a Jen Aniston binge. I can't, because that's not the one where he switches lives with someone, right? No, 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 that's, uh, that's uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think. Doesn't that seem like a movie that should be called The Switch Up? Yes. I think that one's called The Change-Up. Okay, wait. The one I'm talking about is called The Switch. The Switch. The Switch. The Switch. Okay. Bateman and Jennifer Aniston, basically what happens is uh, Jennifer Aniston, she's like 35 or whatever. She doesn't have a husband. She's getting worried about having kids. So she goes for a sperm donor. And (laughs) at the party, basically they throw a party for the guy who's going to donate this is like the party that she's going to be like fertilized at. Yeah. And Bateman goes into the bathroom with a jar of sperm and switches it out with his own. So now it's his kid and Jennifer Aniston doesn't know this till the kid's like eight or nine years old. (laughs) Sounds better out loud than it actually was. And it doesn't even sound that good out loud. (laughs) Five out of 10. It would have been a three or four out of ten if Jen Franiston wasn't in the movie. Okay, so don't watch. Yeah, I would recommend it to you. I wouldn't recommend it to you. It definitely was as good as something about Mary. Um, Okay, so the first movie I watched this past week was called Something About Mary. Uh, Cameron Diaz, a young Cameron Diaz. uh, Brett Favre is in the movie. It's. uh, Is that why you watched it? It was uh, no, it wasn't because I didn't know he was in the movie. <laughs> oh, so it was just like a cool little moment, like oh my god, that's Brett Favre. Exactly, and it was at the very end, so it was just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Brett Favre's there. So it's Ben Stiller, Cameron Diaz, um, and you know I've never really been a Cameron Diaz fan, but I liked her in this movie. Okay, I liked her in this movie. Uh, I'm not. I'm not usually a, a huge Cameron Diaz fan either, so that's actually kind of interesting. Then. Yeah. Um, 
So there were some pretty iconic scenes, though. Ben Ben Stiller gets his balls caught in his zipper when he takes Cameron Diaz to prom (laughs) back in high school. It's it's pretty good, dude. It's probably uh, the best of the three I'm going to talk about tonight. So uh, I would recommend it. I would say seven and a half out of ten. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, So for me... I have probably watched this movie four times in just the past two weeks. Okay. I think it is very possible it might be top three greatest movies of all time. What is this? Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> oh, Dude, every time I watch this movie, it just gets better. Like, I've already, like, I already liked this movie. I already like, liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm just in love with it now. So... It, <laughs> this... Yeah, well, go ahead, go ahead. That fight scene is yes. one of the greatest moments ever in any movie, ever. How do you come up with something that fits together so funny and perfect like that at the end? I don't know. I, I like The more I watch it, the more I'm convinced Like they started with this fight scene and just built the whole movie from there to have <laughs> everything just build up to it. Yeah. Because it's like everyone's like secret love, their problems – like it all just mashes together in this in that one moment, and it's just great. Oh my gosh, I can't I can't get over David Lindenhagen. Is this Lindenhagen. a bad time, <laughs> dude? You know that everyone is only six degrees separated from David Lindenhagen. Really? Yeah, that's pretty sad. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. <laughs> Have you ever heard of six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon? Yeah, I've heard of that. He plays Lindhagen, doesn't he? Oh my god, is that him? That's Kevin Bacon, dude. Dude, he looks he pulls some weight. That's the Baconator, dude. Oh my gosh, I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, that's the Baconator. Dude, when I think about Crazy Stupid Love, I think about you. I think that movie <laughs> encapsulates you. It's got Emma Stone, it's got Ryan Gosling, it's a rom-com. That's you. Dude, I literally like like this movie and La La Land are probably like neck and neck for number one right now, but just that stupid smile he comes. He's like everyone's like, like Steve Carell is trying to stop getting from hit from the teenager's dad. Ryan Gosling's holding back the teenager's dad. They're all choking each other out, and then he just walks up. That stupid smile. Hey Emily, <laughs> you left your scarf in my car. It's just it's perfect. That's amazing, dude. That's so, that's what I watched. And, okay, see, other thing. I don't know where this is supposed to fit in our episode, so I'll just throw it here at the end. Okay, okay. Uh, when I met with my teacher, do you remember me telling you about when I met with my teacher, like, weeks ago? Um, what did you meet about again? It was, like, with my lit teacher. She was just talking to me about, like, like we literally sat there and talked about rom-coms and books yes, and movies yes, yes, for yes, an hour. Yeah. yeah, so... She wants me to start a blog and okay. she gave me an assignment because we were sitting there just talking about romantic comedies. And so yeah. she wants me to write a defense for romantic comedies. And I hadn't felt like any inspiration to do it up until this last week when I kept watching crazy, stupid love over and over <laughs> and over again. And I was like, this Sick. is the, the perfect romantic comedy. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to take that. Good. I'm going to compare it to Hitch. 
Okay, so what's your what's your thesis going to be? Yeah, so because we've talked about this, because like I think Crazy Stupid Love is probably honestly just the best romantic comedy ever. Just like overall, yeah. like it's it's just a good movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just a good movie. Hitch is like almost there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, you've seen it. It completely falls apart in the last like twenty five minutes. Like everything just it throws in every cliche. He's jumping on a car, begging for her to get back together with yeah. him. It's just bad. And they end it with that dumb wedding dance scene. It, like, it's just basic, like, your typical 2000s movie. Uh, <laughs> so, I, it's not fleshed out yet, okay. but I still think Hitch has one of the greatest openers to almost any rom-com ever. That opening, like, 15-minute monologue where he's going through how to get the girl is just genius. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that. They go through the movie. You know, they're basically kind of circumventing every other cliche. You think something's going to happen and something else happens. This date goes wrong and this date goes wrong. So I think there's something there. I think there's something there. And the director that did Hitch, he also did, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Fool's Gold or Sweet Home Alabama. I've seen bits of Sweet Home Alabama, and I have not seen uh, Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold's got Matthew McConaughey. I don't think it's that great, but I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay. Uh, and then he did Ever After. It's a Cinderella story. It's also kind of – it's okay. Um, I've seen Ever After. Yeah. M- my mom loved <laughs> that movie. It might be her so, favorite movie. So does my mom. And I borrowed it, and I was like, it's Okay. <laughs> I basically um, grew up with that on the TV, like every Saturday at like 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. But so basically the whole idea is going to be because people like to say rom-coms are basically just a trash movie genre. They're meant for right. girls. Nothing's right with them. And so the main thesis, and we've talked about this before, is if it's it just has to be a good movie first. Okay. We've talked about it with superheroes, but if you build it around the characters, so because I think Hitch did that in the beginning. You had Hitch, who was the perfect guy, who knew how to get every girl until he found one he didn't want. And then it works in his past about why he's kind of traumatized, and then it just kind of goes from there, and it eventually unravels. And Steve Carell is like the opposite about that in Crazy Stupid Love. He has his girl, he right. loses her, and he has to learn how to get every other girl to get her back. It's really cool. So I think I'm just going to use that kind of little twist and figure it out. <laughs> I like it, dude. Yeah. I so like it a lot. That's going to be what I'm going to be working on this week at Chick-fil-A. Okay, so are you setting up a website? Yes. I don't know gonna... how to do that, but I'll figure it out. What are you going to call it? I don't know yet. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet either. This is interesting. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you need a if you need a brainstorm, I'll, I'll start thinking about it. See if we can come up with something. <laughs> yeah. it, like maybe a, a domain name or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll 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 throw some ideas at you. Throw some ideas at me, and then okay. uh, whenever we get this whole two clowns and goat website, we'll just throw a link in there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Sweet, dude. Really sweet. Uh, that was that was a great Mount Hua. Uh, I really love, how did you come up with that, by the way? You know, I think it's honestly just thinking back over just the past couple of weeks. I feel like, I don't know how it feels for you, but for me, I feel like I say the same things over and over again sometimes. Yeah. And I just keep thinking it's funny. 
<laughs> and then a lot of those things are just those, you know, things you hear. <laughs> I um, love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so my last one okay. on the Mount Hua of movie quotes I say too much is from Karate Kid. <laughs> Get him a body bag. <laughs> I don't know what has been happening lately, but I have been incorporating the term body bag into like my daily conversation. I say it like once or maybe once every two days now. I will, I will say something about, oh, get me a body bag, put me in the ground. All because Bobby Brown's sitting there behind Sensei Crease. Get him a body bag. I'm addicted to it, dude. So <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I have said that twice in the past year. The second to last time, not even the past year. It might have been two years ago at this point. Gosh, 2017 was so long ago. Um, when yeah. I think it was you, your team name in fantasy football. Uh, it, uh, someone's team name was Karate Kid related. It was I think it Nick. Was, it was, was it Nick? Nick and it was, um, oh, what was it? It was something Sensei. Yeah, but so – I saw, obviously, when I see karate, that, that's the quote I go to. So I was going against Nick's team. I put my name as, get him a body bag. And then that was like that semester, I saw Nick in the hallway. And so I passed him and be like, get him a body bag. <laughs> and then he started destroying me. Like, and I was not going to come back in the middle of like Sunday afternoon. And I changed it to get me a body bag. Uh, so that was the second to last time. The last time I said it was at work, my general manager I don't remember what was going on, but I was just like annoyed. So I was like, oh, get me a body bag. And she was like, what? And I was like, from Karate Kid? She's like, oh, I haven't seen it. That's the last, that was the last time I said it. I remember it distinctly. Dude, it's such a great line. Man. It's a it great really quote. Is. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so my last one, I say this to my sister all the time. Okay. <clears throat> You're a fool, Harry Potter. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? That was a little too good. Yeah. Gosh, I yeah. feel like I'm I've, at Hogwarts. I've been practicing for years. Um, yeah. Dang, so, dude. I should have put a Harry Potter one in here. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, Great I have. Ball. Yeah, I have that. Like, it's, it's just fun to say. You got to do it with the Voldemort accent. It doesn't come off, but. <laughs> I like it, dude. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. My third one is, and I'm going to take a flag for this one, but it's, it's uh, from Home Alone 2. And me and Nick, we say it all the time to each other. And it, it, like, we have no real context or reason for why we say it. We just say it. I don't know. There's a scene. They've just realized that they lost Kevin. And Kevin's parents are in the room with the cop in, uh, okay. in the, uh, I guess it's the Miami airport after they land. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like, they're all joking around. They like knock on wood. Remember that scene? Like they start laughing yes. nervously. And they, yeah. She like knocks on wood and then they stop laughing. And the cop just looks at them and goes, we'll call Chicago. <laughs> That's it. We'll call Chicago. Me and Nick say that to each other all the time <laughs> for no reason. Just like mid-conversation. Oh, we'll call Chicago. 
I haven't used it in real life yet, but that is a, a quote that is so fun to say, and I just associate it with Nick. So, other than that. <laughs> okay, I love that. Um, all right, so my third one, uh, it's also from Harry Potter. Okay. <clears throat> and it works anytime you say a word that ends in uh. So, okay. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> so, anytime someone says uh or ends a word in uh, you just be like, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> I've done Dude. it to Arnav a couple times. Um, Dude, DC. It's so much fun. This, I, highly I almost said this like a week or two ago. <laughs> I don't remember why, but I remember thinking, like, in my head, it's Leviosa. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you're nailing these. You're nailing these. Man, you're on a roll, man. I can't right, wait to hear your last one. What, what, what's your second one? Okay, my second one is... Uh, what an idiot! <laughs> Wedding Crashers, Will Ferrell. The scene goes, Chaz Reinhold is his name. I rode my bike over the cemetery nearby. Her boyfriend just died. And John goes, you met her at a funeral? And Chaz goes, yeah, dude died in a hang gliding accident. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> it's so fun. My favorites are the ones like that where you just say it and no one even knows it's a movie quote. Yeah. And, but you're just dying because you're like, <laughs> I know. from that one scene in Reddit Crashers. <laughs> I know, dude. So that is my second one. Okay. Uh, so my second one, uh, so I actually have my last three are going to be Harry Potter quotes. Uh, but so my second one is, <laughs> or worse, expelled. Oh, so nice. Someone's day is going bad. They're telling you about it. You're like, <laughs> you could be expelled. Uh, you just work it in. You don't even have to say the full thing. You just talk about them being expelled. And it's funny to you because they don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> dude i can't wait to hear all these harry potter ones you have coming up <laughs> dude it i mean there's so many quotable things from harry potter you're this is gonna be great this is really gonna be great i like that yeah. a lot yeah okay so i'm gonna kick things off where i think things need to be kicked off star wars <laughs> It's part of our DNA. It's part of the yes. fabric of our youth. Yes. See, I, I knew you were going to go for this one. I wanted to. I just couldn't figure out which one to go with. I couldn't either. And then I just started thinking about which one do I use most often? Now, with all the Indians last year and the year before, we really got hooked on do it. Yes. But I didn't go yes. with that one. I didn't go with that one, even though I wanted to. And they might be disappointed if they are listening to this. I went with, so be it, Jedi. <laughs> because you can say that. Oh, my gosh. Whenever you ask someone to do something, like, hey, let's hop on Fortnite, and they say no, and you can always just come back and say, so be it, Jedi. You can say it for so many things. I use it so often. That's Dude. what starting things off with. You and Arnov have that impression down so well. Like, just listening <laughs> to you. you say it, I couldn't tell if that was you or Arnov or Palpatine. 
Thank you. Thank you. That's <laughs> such a great compliment. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, all right, so that's good. Uh, so mine is also something Fortnite-related. I say this every single time we play, and it's one of those that you hear and you just don't know it's a quote. Um, so anytime, you know, we're we're just gliding over some stuff, and if you're on, I'll be like, there's a chest down there. Storm's at her back. Like, Do you want to you go and grab it? I'd be like, eh, we got some time. <laughs> It's from that scene, Mr. Incredible driving his car to his wedding. Here's on the police scanner. We got, we got an armed robbery at 14th and 8th. Send help now. And he's like, looks at his watch. Eh, I got some time. Wow, dude. DC, I'm impressed. <laughs> dude, that's impressive. Great recall. My, Thank you. Thank you. goodness, dude. Yeah, so... A lot of these, I feel like a lot of these quotes are going to like be worked into our Fortnite gaming, honestly, because uh, uh, that's when I hear all y'all Star Wars quotes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. So this is going to be the Mount Rushmore of our most movie quoted sayings, or something like that. Okay, I like it a lot. Let's let's get into it. All right. How much March Madness did you get to watch? Okay, so like I mentioned earlier, I had a shift during both nights of March Madness. So I didn't see a lot. That's rough. But I did see the game Sunday. I saw the uh, Michigan State-Duke game, which was incredible. Yes, yes. And we'll get to that. So let's start with those two games. Okay, uh, okay. Because one of the happiest moments of my life might have been watching Gonzaga-Texas Tech. (laughs) Why? That was that pick. That was just a gut feeling, you know, just, yeah. uh, just looking at the Texas Tech bracket, yeah. looking at Gonzaga's history of choking in the lead eight, getting to the final four. I, I just worked out perfectly. And then it all actually happened. I was so happy. I was so happy with that game. Um, and it was like a good game up until like the last final minute. Gonzaga was still pretty like close in it. I think I was on record last episode for ripping Texas Tech. I can't remember. <laughs> Because I think, I'm pretty sure I remember saying, there are a couple teams you never pick in the tourney. Cincinnati, Xavier, Georgetown, Texas Tech. And now I'm sitting here thinking, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Um, uh, So we have that. I was super happy with that. Um, Gosh, I can't believe, shoot. So we have our quotes thing coming up. And that's a quote I use a lot. What? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Dude, Hermione no says that's wrong. Okay, wait, oh, <laughs> all right, hold up. You've got it in Harry Potter. I've got it in another movie. Hey, let's table this for later. Let's table this for later. <laughs> that's weird, though. <laughs> you said that, and it just brought so many memories to my mind. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Texas Tech won. Gonzaga choked again. Super happy. And then oh. the Virginia-Purdue game might be the most exciting college basketball game I've ever seen. That game was just great. Talk me through what happened in the final minute. I saw the shot from a young Dennis Rodman. Dude, so it was just going – like, first off, it was just back and forth. The crowd was insane. I love The it. crowd was so cool. Um, and I don't know who uh, – there's this guy on Virginia – that's just super tall. Um, okay. I, I don't know what his name was, but <laughs> he literally like 
Purdue was trying to hit a three. This guy literally jumped up, smacked the three, caught it, and jumped and turned and passed it inbounds to his own player to keep it alive. No way. It was one of the most athletic plays I've ever seen. They went back. They didn't review it at the time, but on the, the broadcast replay, he did actually step out of bounds and then touch the ball, so he should have been called out of bounds. Okay. But I think it was just because the block happened so fast. He just did it, like, so quickly. No one really even noticed, like, on the ref side. Um, but that basically is what sealed the game. Like, they couldn't get the ball back. They got into the whole foul trouble stuff. And, like, it, it was just great. That's um, sick, dude. That's sick. I saw that there were just unlimited threes. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, this guy on Purdue. Uh, yeah, Carson or Carson Edwards, I think. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Carson Edwards. The dude is so good. <laughs> so I say he's so good. I think he thinks he's better than he actually is <clears throat> because, like, he was just a one-man army, but he was just nailing shot after shot, like, yeah. just keeping them alive. Um, yeah, so I-, I think he's definitely helped his draft stock. He had, like, 40-something points, and then no one else had over 10. Um, My goodness. But it, and it, it obviously wasn't enough because uh, there was, like, there's one guy on uh, Virginia that went, like, 6 for 12 or something like that. And they were just trading threes back and forth. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah, it was like this Carson Edwards guy and some other guy. I think his name was Guy. Yeah, that sounds right, honestly. Um, yeah, but so that was how my night, like, went. And so I've had kind of – you've heard me say things. Uh, uh, very rocky relationship with the North right. in general. Um, and so at the time I thought I still had a chance to win this whole thing. And so I tried to just clear the air. Uh, I texted Tori. <laughs> um, the very first thing I, so I'll, I'll start you off at the beginning of our text. This was during Virginia's first game, their very first game. We looked like they were going to blow a 16 seed game again. Yes. I said, what the heck is going on with Virginia? And then I said, I want to apologize. I shouldn't have gloated and made fun of your bracket. Please lift your curse. Uh, <laughs> and so she did. She lifted the curse. Virginia nice. won. They made it. And then I needed them to beat Purdue. <laughs> and so I said, I hope your day is going well. I just want to say I miss you and you're amazing. And I love the North. Virginia is such a great state. I wish I lived there. Um, <laughs> she thought I was trying to pull some sort of voodoo when I was really just being honest. Uh, there was literally no ulterior motive or selfish intention at all. Of course. Um, I just <laughs> I told her, I just want to compliment my friend in the best state in the U.S. of A. Uh, yeah. Dude, and Virginia's then, for lovers. Yeah, and it worked. Virginia won. Um, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. It's like the first time they've been to the Final Four since 1984. Uh, and then wow. it was Saturday night, and I hit rock bottom. I looked at the calculations, and even if Duke had won, no matter what happened, I would have come at third place at best. Huh. There's two other people that had three in the final four and then Duke over Virginia. Um, okay. So then I went back and I said, uh, I would like to take everything nice back about the past <laughs> few days. I was still in Virginia in the North. Um, and so that's where we left things. Now I'm really kind of confused and maybe you can help me out by saying that. Did I just guarantee Virginia won the tournament? Um, uh, no, I don't think you did. 
Okay. I don't think you did. I think they're going to lose now. Okay. Yeah. So, because I was supporting them and they were winning. And so yes. when I pull back my support, now they should lose. Yeah. That, that's what I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so too. But Northern curses are weird. They're really backwards. So I can't really say a hundred percent certainty, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so are you going to reach out uh, or did Tori reach out to you? Or is uh, she sent me, fun? she sent me the gif of Dwight throwing uh, the balloon and saying, are you trying to hurt my feelings to Jim when they set up the really bad birthday party? What an animal. Virginia's going <laughs> down hard. I know. So can I gloat about this or do I need to just leave it alone? No, there's always room for gloating. Okay. All right, cool. So yeah, so I'll tell you there's a message tomorrow. I'll just gloat a little bit more. Uh, Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's more it fun. Going. Keep it going. <laughs> Because next time she's on here, I want it to be a little bit toxic. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, like, we've had three Gotesses on at this point. She needs to kind of up her game. Yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> um, okay. So can you believe that my mom might win this thing? <laughs> well, um, yes. Did you not Dude. have faith in your own mother? Dude, I'd normally just invite her to get the extra 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what place is she right now? I don't even know if she was that high. So there's only three people that can win this thing right now. Okay. Michael Gold, who has Michigan State over Virginia. Yeah. He's a, I believe he's in first right now also. Mm-hmm. My mom, who has Virginia over Michigan State. She's in like 27th right now, but a win would, would win it for her. Oh, yeah. And then the guy in second right now, he had a Duke over Auburn. He can still win if Auburn, if makes Auburn it. wins and Texas Tech wins. So only Dude. three people can win it right now. That's One crazy. of which is my mom. And my mom is freaking out. <laughs> she keeps calling me mid-game. It's like, are you watching this? This is nuts. And I'm like, oh, I was playing a, I was playing a skate to lava. <laughs> like she's more into it this year than me. But dude, yeah. she's freaking out. I think she's going to win it. I really do think I, she's going to win it. One I'll be rooting for. So what does she need to happen? She needs Virginia to win. Okay, yeah. Ah, oh, shoot. But then I can't gloat. Oh, this is tough, man. This is tough. I say gloating always trumps family. Okay. All right, yeah. I'm okay with that saying. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Green light. You have green light on gloating. Okay, cool. Um, now, do you want to take a second and actually just kind of have a little bit of a gloating segment here um let's do it yeah okay so tennessee sucks and i said everyone that picked tennessee was dumb and i was right yes you were yes you were thank you (laughs) um that was really the one thing i wanted to go about (laughs) i want to throw out a claim similar to your tennessee claim oh yes please bruce pearl is a con artist (laughs) i was doing a little bit of reading over him because when you watch his interviews, it is, it, it's like you're listening to a sleazy, grease, greasy car salesman. Naturally. Every time he's on ESPN and he joins the booth or he gets interviewed on the sideline, he's, you know, he's crying because his guy tore his ACL. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what? what kind of fake thing is this? TC tore his ACL. We all stood strong for you. <laughs> Vishal tore his ACL. We stood strong. We were sitting there looking for the camera to get some fake emotional sob story. Yep. So I started looking into Bruce Pearl's history. 
Ooh, I love this. This this guy in the eighties was at uh, uh, UW Whitewater, I believe. One of the UWs up here. Okay. And he did some sort of uh, uh, like you know bribery with the players recruiting. So he got in trouble for that. Then he went to Tennessee. Twenty years later, he couldn't get hired anywhere for twenty years because of his first. Uh, offense. He goes to Tennessee. He starts inviting recruits over to his house for barbecues. Is that it's, allowed? No, it's not allowed. Yeah, it's totally illegal. Allowed. Totally illegal. <laughs> he then gets fired from Tennessee. This was like an 08. And now he's the coach of Auburn. He is a total cheater. He's a con artist. And all this fake crying he's got on there is all for the emotional support. You don't have to convince me of anything. Dude, so, he's a joke. I hate him. When I did, when back when I was a young sports management major for a semester, uh, <laughs> we had to do this project about, we had to read like one kind of like sports book that was actually like, like about the history, like something to do with the history of the sport or something. Yeah. Um, and one of the books he had listed was one I'd actually gotten for Christmas a few years ago about uh, kind of the like the behind the scenes of recruiting for college football, and it was really actually very interesting. Um, but okay. one of the chapters they highlighted was the Tennessee football program between like 2005 to 2009, and that was kind of uh, basically like the end of the, the beginning of Lane Kiffin and the end of uh, gosh, what's his name, Shermer? Is that Shermer's area? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but so basically Tennessee had these – I can't remember. They weren't part – they're like the uh, – I can't remember. The people that come and like show football players around, kind of like our tour groups here at Georgia. Yeah, yeah, like the Rose Society. Yeah, yeah, like that. Um, and it was always very, very attractive girls. Like they interviewed one of the girls. She was like – we were all like, like gorgeous, basically what she said. And yeah. they would come and they'd show the football players around. And she said like – they would have incentives for the girls to get that recruit to sign. And she said they would offer them almost anything that they wanted if they got a really high-profile recruit to come to Tennessee. Um, wow. But she said it was like they would go so far as to basically believe or let the recruits believe that if they came to Tennessee and played for the football team that they would basically date them. And, yeah, like, they were trying yeah. to pressure her to, like, did you guys ever do anything more, like – was there any sort of prostitution? She wouldn't like, she wouldn't say anything about it. Um, you know, there was, you know oh, there yeah. was hundred percent. So that was like, yeah, Phil Fulmer. That's who it was. Uh, that was the end of his era, beginning of Lane Kiffin's era. It was just really, really sketchy, dude. That whole program's had problems. Um, I'm pretty sure they had to get rid of that at Georgia, like recently. Yeah, I, I think. Because yeah, because it's, it's just. It's girls basically sleeping with guys to get them to commit. Yeah, and it's the coaches pressuring them to do it too, which is even worse. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the late Lane Kiffin declined to comment on any sort of interview for that when they asked him about it, which is of just course. funny. Uh, but yeah, all on board. Sketchy program, sketchy coach. Yeah, and it's just perfect that he went to Auburn to go and do that whole thing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are your thoughts on Zion? I still thought he looked good in that last game. 
I thought he looked amazing. I, I think a lot of his teammates just kind of like expect him to do the work for him, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's what it looks like. I, I know the game plan is you want to get the best player of the ball, but like they were just they were all over Zion and no one else is really helping a lot, I guess. Dude, he's going to be so good. He I is. Mean, yeah. I, um, I haven't watched a lot of college basketball, but someone that physically dominating, I don't know if I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, him and R.J. Barrett, I think they'll both still like, – I think they were projected to be top ten picks before the season. They've definitely yeah, submitted yeah. that. He's definitely going one overall. Um, and, like, Michigan State is – this is better coached. That's what it looked like. Yeah, especially after he uh, he got roasted for yelling at his player. Yeah, which is the dumbest thing ever. It's so dumb. It's just so. It, it's dumb. so funny because you can turn on any football game in America, NFL, college, and you'll see that happening. <laughs> like it happens all the time. Yeah. Why are we getting upset about it now? Because because we're out of other things to be upset about. I guess it's, it's just the next. It's just the next thing. It's it's you know week to week. Yeah, it's week, week to week outrage. It's ridiculous. So we got Michigan State, Texas Tech. Who you got? Uh, I've got Michigan State. Nah, I got Texas Tech. Um, <laughs> and then Virginia Auburn. I've got Virginia. Yeah, me too. Probably. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. Who, yeah, I um, think Michigan State's going to win the whole thing. Yeah. I still think Virginia's that good. I don't either, but I refuse to believe Auburn's going to win a championship. So They can't. Yeah, they, they can't, can't do it. That can't happen. That cannot happen. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, what I will say is thank God that the games lately have been good because the yeah. normally, normally the first weekend is the best weekend. And it was the worst weekend this year. And it was the worst weekend. It's like flipped. Yeah. But there's been some good games lately. Yeah, they've all been good since, like, the Sweet 16. Like, we've had a yeah. lot of really close games. Yeah. So, I think the Final Four will be good. Also, the Final Four is in Minneapolis on Saturday. I might just drive up there and see what's going on. Oh, dude, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, I might go to, like, a bar and, like, watch some games in there. I, I don't know. I've got nothing else going on. Yeah. And so, I think I saw it's either Michigan State wins its first title in, like, 20 years or one of the other three teams wins their first one ever. Just pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going Mish State. If I had to bet my life, I'd go Mish State. Okay. Um, if I had to bet my life, uh, gosh. Okay. So another thing, all right, so at work, like we have this thing, we have 50 people, like we have 50 more spots left, and we've been getting a prize. Like every time we sign someone, we pull down a little card, and it has like either a gift card, a candle, or a scratch-off or something like that. Yeah. I pulled down six cards. Every single one of them has been a scratch-off. You want to know, really? know how much money I've won? Uh, zero. Zero. <laughs> Dude. I have won three more scratch offs off of the scratch offs, and then I just keep getting nothing off of those. It's the worst thing in the world. I don't understand how people like buy these things. They suck. Dude, scratch offs are a total scam. They're a total scam. Yeah, I, I've gotten. I've won, This is actually weird though. I've probably done twenty five, thirty scratch offs in my life. I've won once. What'd you win? It was. The very first one I ever did. <laughs> That's awesome. it, it was in high school. We went to the gas station and we just we got we got one scratch off. We scratched it off, and it was like what you just said. You get another scratch off, and we're like, okay, sweet. So we run back in there, we get another one, and this one, like every line hit. We won like twelve bucks. <laughs> I was like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. 
So then we used that 12 bucks to go buy more. And then we lost. <laughs> and I haven't won since. <laughs> yeah. So like literally the week before we started doing this, uh, someone I know, their brother had won a thousand dollars off a of scratch off. And so I was like, Ooh, I want to win me some scratch offs and I haven't stopped winning them and I haven't won anything. <laughs> and so I, I say all that to say, if I had to bet money on somebody, I'd put it in Texas Tech with the full expectation that when I rubbed the scratch off, it would just be two dollars, and I'd be dead. Dude, Texas Tech's going to get run out of the building. I don't know what you <laughs> say. So Pat Mahomes went to Texas Tech. That's a good point. I don't know huh. if that means anything, but it's a fact. Huh. I bet he'll be courtside. I bet he will be too. Um. Him and, him and Michael Crabtree sit next to each other. In Kingsbury. Yeah, yeah in Cliff Kingsbury. Um, yeah, so speaking of Cliff Kingsbury, wait, shoot. That's, let's talk about college basketball. Yeah, let's, let's talk about college basketball. Okay, so what are your thoughts on Kyler Murray being wined and dined by the Raiders? <laughs> So I, that same insider that I say I always put – like if he says something, I'm like – I'm listening to it. Yes. He said Kyler Murray to the Raiders – like the like Gruden had a lot of interest in him like back in January. Okay. So I think if he's there, the Raiders are taking him. I don't think Mayock's going to let him trade up for number one and grab him and cards want him though. Okay. So – what do, you, what do you think the chances are that Kyler makes it past first overall? Oh, man. I'm having a hard time differentiating what I think is going to happen and what I think should happen because uh, I still don't think he should go top five. But, like, I, I'm not going to deny everything anybody else saying that he's going one overall. So I, I'm, I'm saying 0%. I think he's going one overall. Okay. Okay, I do too. I do too. Do you think yeah. there's any chance that the Cards trade back if the Raiders offer? What if the Raiders offer all three first-round picks? Oh yeah, they're definitely trading back. I, I think that if the Cards get the right offer, they'll trade back for sure. But if they don't get it, then I think they see potential for Kyler to, you know, help Cliff's offense, and so they'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting because if the Raiders offer the three first-rounders, they come up to one, get Kyler. The cards come down to four. They could still get Quinnen or Josh Allen, right? They could yeah. probably get Josh yeah. Allen. Uh, but now you have to deal with the repercussions of Josh Rosen. Oh, has, yeah. It's been through an emotional roller coaster. Does he buy in? Like, I, I honestly think with all this news coming out now, this is just more reinforcing. All right, we've burned that bridge. We have to take another guy now. Yes. Like, uh, I just don't see how they can repair this relationship. I don't either. So uh, Yeah, I don't either. I, I'm, I'm still shocked we have not heard about any offers for Rosen yet. Yeah. I, I, and I think the cards might be in a spot where if they're able to trade down, they can do that, grab a guy there, and then keep trying to deal, you know, Rosen maybe even next year. Okay. Huh. Maybe give him one year in Cliff's offense, shine a little bit, deal him out. Because regardless of who they pick, they're not rebuilding this team yet. They're still going to be in the top 10, top 5 next year, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then they have a shot at one of the 2020 guys. Yeah. Um, so, and if they do take Kyler, then they can still even maybe try and package Rosen for another first-round picks for somebody. Yeah, okay. 
Oh, that's that's um, interesting. How are you feeling about the your mock? Are you starting <laughs> to settle in on anything that you like? So now that I think I think next time we're gonna be need to redo our top ten. Yeah, uh, I, agree, I agree. It's, it's changed a lot because now I got put I got to put Kyler at number one. Um, okay. I'm feeling more solid about Haskins going top ten. Uh, okay. I, I don't think I had him in top ten last week last few weeks ago. I think he's going yeah. top ten now. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm still feeling okay. I think Devin White, from what I'm seeing, might be moving up the board even more than he was. I, I think he's going fifth. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think so he's going fifth. Uh, I am increasingly thinking that Devin White goes five. The Giants go with an offensive tackle, and the Broncos pick Haskins at ten. Interesting. See, I'm seeing more and more Giants are definitely taking Haskins. Okay. Um, that okay. film room guy, he just put out another video about Haskins. Perfect fit for the Giants. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it's so hard to say because they, they just don't seem like they're doing anything at all. And having an offensive tackle, putting Eli there for one more year, and then grabbing one of the guys next year still seems like the safest bet to me. I think I think that's what they should do. I don't think you reach for Haskins here. You can get, yeah. no, get your get your left tackle for your boy that you get next year. You're not going anywhere this year. Your roster's in shambles. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say is that there is no way if the Broncos take a quarterback, they are taking Drew Locke. Like that is just fate. Um, Dude, Drew Locke isn't good. It He's doesn't matter. Not good. It doesn't matter. Elway's taking Drew Locke. He's tall. He has a big arm. That's Elway's quarterback. Oh, you think Locke's going 10th? If, if the Broncos go quarterback, yeah. I don't think they should. But if they do, it's 100% Drew Locke. Gosh. And I, oh, do gosh. Think, I do think Locke is going to go higher than he should. Um, I don't think he should go in the first round at all, but I think he will. I think he'll go like top 15. Dude, his mechanics suck. I know. You put any pressure in his face and he like, just misses and misses and misses. Dude, even his um, pro day, I watched his pro day highlights. The dude's got a wobbly ball, and that's with, yeah. that's in gym shorts with no no pressure. Yeah, like his saving grace is how much like he can he can bomb it. It's like I yeah. still remember that Georgia game where he just kept throwing deep passes, deep yeah, passes, yeah, touchdown, yeah. touchdown. Um, but I, I think you'll be right about that. If ah, uh, uh, he's definitely gonna go higher than he should. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He could also go to the Dolphins. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, did you see that story about Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay? Yes. Dude. <laughs> yes. That was great. Dude, um, it's like a new group of just buddies that are coaching now. A little yeah. Bit. Like all these young hot shots, they're clowning around. It's none of them are going to win any big games. Probably. Probably not. <laughs> but it's still funny. It is. Um, it is. Uh, speaking of young uh, coaches. I listened to Matt LaFleur today on Schefter's podcast. Really? Yeah. And he said that – Schefter asked him, have you ever met Rodgers face-to-face before? And he said, yeah, I, I met him at a, either a preseason game or something uh, a couple years back. But also, I was in L.A. two years ago with my wife walking down the street. And all of a sudden, he heard people clamoring, that's Aaron Rodgers. There's Aaron Rodgers. And so LaFleur texted Alex Van Pelt, which was Rogers' old QB coach, who's now on the Bengals, and said, hey, 
I uh, just walked past your quarterback. And Alex Van Pelt said, I'm with him. Come over. So Matt LaFleur and his wife went and hung out with Aaron Rodgers and Alex Van Pelt. They went and drank some cold ones and hung out for like three to four hours, he said. <laughs> so when I woke up this morning and for the past month, I've been shaky on Matt LaFleur. I am now all in. Okay. It's all into the middle of the table. I'm ready to rock. If Rodgers likes this guy, if he drank a beer with them, if they had a good conversation, Rodgers is all about conversation. This could be huge. I'm amped up, dude. Okay. Um, I still want you to remember this was the former Tennessee Titans head coach or offensive coordinator. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I'm glad your expectations are, you know, low at least. Uh, so I'm going to play a little game. Okay. Um, read you Robbie Anderson's Twitter, and I want you to tell me if this tweet is real or fake. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so first one. Thank God for those days. Thank God for those nights. I'm going to say real. That is real. Yes. Okay. Ding! It's, it's always the lift with the stank cars that got the problems with driving you. I'm going to say that's also real. That is. Wow, <laughs> you're good at this. Let's go. Okay. Uh, the circulation of your thoughts tend to become the circumstances of your life, good or bad, choose wisely. I'm going to go fake. Nope, that's also real. Dang it. Um, I like when the sun stay out later. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with real. Yes, that's real. Yeah. Okay, okay. so you're three for one. Not bad. That's, uh, that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like this guy... I was looking at, like, the Jets subreddit exploded when he's, like, because it got to be, like, daylight savings time. And he tweeted, yeah. I like when the sun stay out later. And it's been such a meme. And it's amazing. And then the other day, he tweeted that whole thing about the circumstances of your life, God, and choose wisely. And I was like, we didn't know you knew how to speak. <laughs> how, how many shrooms did he take before he started tweeting all this? I don't know, man. His brain unlocked <laughs> and he went to a different dimension. Yeah, I mean, this guy is something else. He's still your starting wideout, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's our speed guy. You're in good hands. <laughs> yeah, you get speed guy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you saw that picture I sent in group meet earlier. Darnold was the highest graded quarterback uh, weeks 14 through 17. I did see that. I did see that. And I would counter by saying, I bet half of the good quarterbacks weren't playing week 17. So let's just say the final two weeks. And I'd like to see his opponents in those two weeks. Did Rodgers play week 17? He did not, no. Hmm. He got knocked out of the game. Wow, so Darnold's tougher than Aaron Rodgers. That's crazy. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, so, God. Um, recently, the Browns traded Emmanuel Ogba to the Chiefs. Yep. I don't really know if that's a good move or not. I, I really thought they had a cool front seven with everybody they had. Like, their depth was insane. 
Honestly, I don't even know who Emmanuel Ogba is. In my head, I have him as being a really good run stopper. He's a solid playmaker. Okay. Is he D-tackle or D-end? I think he's a D-end. Interesting. Yeah. Did you see the Jarvis Odell Nike commercial? Yes, that was awesome, by the way. Dude. I will forever – like, I have a huge thing about LSU. Just They're just degenerates. or LSU degenerate players. Yes, they are. Yes. But that's still an awesome commercial. And I think I told you in Arnold, like, I'm pretty much more leaning towards being an Odell fan now. Uh, okay. So. I, I want to come out with a bold prediction. Okay, let's hear it. <clears throat> there will be some sort of image, photo, video that leaks over the next two years of Jarvis and Odell participating in some sort of sensual act together. Ooh. Okay, so you say that, and I kind of sort of agree with you. I'm going to throw some things out, and you tell me if this is kind of what you're thinking. Okay. Uh, so they go to a mud bath together. Yes, yes. Like, like okay. the birds from Ice Age. Yeah. Yeah, I see them just kind of, you know, chilling and, like, you know, got some fruit on their face, a little bit of, you know, that white paste lay next to each other yes white paste (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on um (laughs) the rams former running back cj anderson is now a lion yeah and i'll tell you this i don't like it yeah because that really hurts carry-ons yeah it hurts carry-ons which is not good what what is going on here with my fantasy team C.J. Anderson comes in for Gurley, and now he's on Carrion's team. Yep. I should have kept C.J. Anderson. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, dude. Achoo! Sorry. Bless you. Thank Bless you. you um, yeah. Because uh, did you? See, I'm sure you saw that tweet a while back. Like they plan to limit Carrion's carries this season. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely like C.J. Anderson's music right there, man. It's not good. It's not good. Here's the other thing. C.J. Anderson. He looked unstoppable last year. Yep. I don't want that in division twice a year. No. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think it's a good move for the Lions, objectively. Like, carry no, is not yeah. going to stay healthy. I do, so. too. I do, too. I, uh, I've got some fantasy work to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did I tell you the trade that Nick offered me? What did he offer you? He wanted both of my first-round picks. Again? Or, uh, I'm playing a total blank. Chargers wide out. Keenan Allen. What an idiot. <laughs> I was just, I was just stunned. I, was, I couldn't even speak. Wow. Um, wow. I, I'm yeah. going to have an offer coming to you very shortly, by the way. Okay. I, I've been in talks with Caleb and Ryan. I'm testing the waters. Um, I need to make a deal happen. I have just that itch. It's just there. It's allergies. It's just torturing me with it. Good. I like to hear that. (laughs) I like to hear that a lot. Distress seller. Now, the only other thing that I had was, uh, shoot, where'd you go? I just saw it. Um, The Jets, New Jersey, should actually be coming here in the next couple weeks. 
Oh, no way. I didn't know they were getting new jerseys. Yeah, we're getting new jerseys. I don't know if we're getting a full new logo or not, but I am excited for it. Supposedly, they're leaked. Yeah, all the leaks have been fake from what I've seen so far. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Jets, new uni, supposedly are U-G-L-Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So April 4th is the date that I have written down here. So Okay, okay. Fingers crossed. Cool, dude. Cool. I like it. Um, should we get into a little bit of NFL? Yeah, sounds good. All right, let's do it. Gosh, TC, you've set the bar so high. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to to match that story, but it, here's the good news. Okay. I also have a good girl encounter this week. It oh. is by far. No way. Yeah, it's by far <laughs> the best encounter I've had since we started this podcast. Okay. I know, oh I, man. I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell you during the week what happened, but yeah. I've been dying to tell you, dude. I mean, right, I so. didn't tell you about either. You, I didn't tell my parents yet, so you're the first one to know. Okay. Well, yeah, dude. Gosh, <laughs> man. Gosh, I was so sick. Okay, so here's what happened to me. So I went to the mall. You know, the one I've been going to for the past three or four months to try and get these close encounter stories. Okay. The one that I've walked by, I've probably seen two or three cute girls there in like four months. Right. And all two or three of them, I just walk right by. In times past when I've gone there, at the very end of this mall is this, uh, it's like a little, kind of like a studio. It's like a cycle studio. So you go in there and there's like a cycling kind of gym. Oh man. So a biker girl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, let me get there. Let me get there. <laughs> so I had gone into the cycle store before, uh, probably about a month and a half ago, and they gave me this coupon. And it said, you know, your first lesson, it's like an hour-long lesson that you get, is free. So okay. I decided, this was last Wednesday, I decided, I'm going to go for it. I'll, why not? I got nothing else to do. And I was trying to get in shape for this flag football. So, I go into the studio, and, you know, I've got my gym shorts on. It's, it's cold out. And I walk in. I was like, hey, I'm here for my first free lesson. And <laughs> they say, sounds good. And so then they walk you down this, like, back hallway. And you enter into this dark room. And there's, there's kind of, like, levels of bikes. And there's, like, 40 people in there i'd say there's like 30 girls and 10 guys it's a good ratio it's a great ratio <laughs> so there were only a few bikes that were still available because the class was about to start so i hopped up to the back row second one from the right okay so i'm in the very back corner and i look to my left <laughs> and the, there's this girl on the cycle next to me dude tc i've been here seven months <laughs> I've seen like one eight. There's hardly any cute girls in this city. This girl was the cutest girl I had seen <laughs> my entire time here. So I'm freaking out. Okay. And I have, and my stamina is gone, dude. You know, I haven't been very active since I got here. So now I'm thinking, geez, I've got an hour long class here. And also the, the instructor starts going, they play this heavy duty music and, I'm, and now we're just cycling. 
And I'm like, oh my god, here we go. And this girl's just kicking butt next to me. And I'm like, I can't let this girl down. Like, I have to give this everything I got. I can't look like a schlub here. So I'm trying to play it cool, but I'm dying inside. And my calves are on fire. <laughs> so we're riding. We go about eight minutes and we take a little break. And I think, okay, well, this is my opportunity. This is what I have. This is, I have to go for it right yeah, now. Or all I'm on the table. To. So she's like wiping her face off with this little towel she has. And I just, I, I didn't go with the dumb pickup line. I didn't try and go sticky. I just went super, super sweet, super normal. And I said, hey, what's your name? She said, I'm Gabby. I said, hey, Gabby, I'm Alex. And I, I stuck my hand out and I shook her hand because Van Halen has a song that says contact is all it takes to lose your place, to lose your place in time. So I said, if I can get a little contact in here, I'll be golden. So I shook her hand. She smiled. I said, hey, where are you from? She said, oh, I grew up here just north of Madison. I said, oh, sweet. What are you doing? She said, oh, I'm a senior in college. I'm studying psychology. And so blah, blah, blah. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking. We get back on our bikes. Uh, we had, you know, we had good energy, dude. We had good energy. I was just being natural. I wasn't being weird. And so we finished the class. They were playing great music. We talked a little bit more about, you know, Justin Timberlake and just stuff, stuff like this. At the end of the class, the hour's up. I'm dead, dude. I mean, I'm dead meat. I'm sweating so bad. <laughs> I said, I go up to Gabby. I'm like, hey, we should, we should hang out sometime. Let me get your number. And she's like, yeah, sounds good. So she gave me her number. Okay, so at this point in the story, you think I'm done, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a success right there. This is, the biz- this is the biggest success I've had in years. Years. Okay, so now I've got this Gabby girl's number. Dude, she's so cute, dude. Five foot four, five foot five, little brunette girl. Great smile, beautiful eyes. Okay, like, like just adorable, adorably cute. And she's got that good girl vibe about her, too. Like, kind of like a long-term yeah. play, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? This is weird for biker girls. Yes, yes. So, I got home Wednesday night, and I was about to go to bed, and I just said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to text her. And so I, yeah, I was. So I, I just texted her. I said, hey, it's Alex. She said, hey, today was fun. I said, I know, I know. Uh, we should go get dinner tomorrow night. I just went for it. Let's dude. go. <laughs> I know. Let's go. I don't know what got into me. But dude, when, when I called you and you just hyped me up, you didn't even know what I was talking about, but you hyped me up. That's what pushed <laughs> over there. Remember that on, on yeah. Wednesday night? Yeah. So <laughs> she doesn't respond for like 25 minutes. <laughs> so I'm freaking out, right? That's so like 10. It's like 1045, 11 o'clock. I'm ready uh, to go to bed. And no, but I can't. Yeah, wait. So finally, I hear my phone buzz, and it's her, and she just sent me back a little smiley face. It said, sure, let's do it. And I was like, let's go. So I go to bed on a high note, dude. I go to bed on an absolute high note. I'm freaking out. I get up and do a little dance. So I wake up the next morning. I have no idea what to do. 
So I said, I played this simple so far. I played this not sticky. Just play it cool. So I just texted her around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock when I'm at work. And I said, I'll pick you up at 6.30. She says, sounds good. So I go through the day. I'm nervous. I'm thinking, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? I end up deciding, let's just go to Bar Taco, which is where I went with Vishal and Cena a couple weeks ago. Good vibes. Yes. Great vibes. Great date spot. And so we go. I pick her up at 6.30. I'm nervous. My palms are sweating. I've got 94.9 on the radio trying to get a good playlist going to set the mood. And she gets in the car. And at first, it's like super awkward. You know, like how dates normally are. Yeah. Just super awkward. You're trying to feel each other out for like the first 30 to 45 seconds. And then she ends up just saying, do you believe in ghosts? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I think I do. And from that moment on, it was just easy conversation you go to bar taco you each get tacos it ended up costing me about 45 bucks for four tacos each the place is a total scam oh that's insane great, yeah it's a great vibe though so it's worth it conversation went great dude she likes movies she's funny she's already got a job lined up um here in madison uh so dude i was making her laugh she was making me laugh for just we couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> we couldn't stop smiling. So we leave and I go to drop her off. Okay. We were going to go get coffee, but it was getting late. And she said, I'm tired. I want to go home. I was like, okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So now it's the most nervous part of the day. Cause now it's just like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And we pull into her little, she, she lives in an apartment, so we pull into her little parking lot right outside her apartment. Yeah. And we're just sitting there listening to music. And all of a sudden, Michael Bolton's When a Man Loves a Woman comes on. <laughs> TC, you can't make this stuff up. You can't. This is just perfect. It, it, yeah. I mean, it was just like God gave me a sign. Like, you got to do it now if you're going to do it. And so the conversation just kind of died down. And then I lean in for a kiss and we kiss for like 10, 15 seconds. Let's go. Yeah, dude. Dude, this is perfect. I know, dude. I know. And so then we just both started giggling like little girls. And then uh, she gave me a hug and said, all right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. And uh, dude, she went up to her apartment. Dude, you got to bring her to the wedding. You got to bring her to the wedding. <laughs> Dude, so I, dude, I've been waiting so long to tell you that. <laughs> I have been waiting so long to tell you that because I wanted the podcast to be the first time that I tell the story, just to get I, the full emotional reveal. I have never been more proud of you in my life. Thank you, sir. Thank okay. you so, so much. So do you want to go through our girl stories? Let's do it. Let's go through our girl stories. <laughs> so, What do you got for me? All right. Um, so it's a bit of an announcement. Um, try and keep it a secret, you two podcast. Uh, but there is currently a ring on my finger. I'm getting married. <laughs> what? So wait, 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 wait. What? The only thing that can break this up right now is if she finds out about the podcast. Uh, I haven't told her yet. I don't know how to break this to girls, even like anyone. How do you just say, yeah? By the way, 
I have a podcast. TC, <laughs> stop talking about how you break the news. Tell me, what are you talking about? So, when I was little, I lived in this town over here by Athens, right? <laughs> and I went to elementary school, kindergarten, first grade. For kindergarten and first grade, I had okay. two friends. One was named Stephen Battaglia, total weirdo. Okay. The other one was this really cool girl named Katarina. Right? Wow, what a sexy name, dude. I, it's a great name. Um, but uh, she ended up moving schools, and I hadn't seen her since. And so I'm sitting at Chick-fil-A, just a normal day, like last week. Okay. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden, like, I see – She's like sitting over there. Like I'm at my normal booth by the window. She's sitting at one of those small booths over there on the left. Okay. And she keeps like looking at me and it's like really, really awkward because I don't know what to do in those situations at all. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so she keeps like looking at me and I'm like, like looking at her, looking at me. And eventually she kind of just like gets up with her tray and comes over and she's like, Hey, can I sit here for a second? And obviously no I'm not going to say No. And so she's like, this sounds like super weird, but did you go to Blackwell Elementary School when you were a kid? I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I did. Did you? And she's like, yeah. Listen, I don't know if you remember me, but I think we had like kindergarten with Miss McCall and first grade together. And I was like, oh my gosh. Because like, I I like only remember like a few people from that class and she's one of them. I was like, are you Katerina? She's like, yeah, are you Tyler? I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) And dude, so, dude, what? We just spent like an hour in Chick Fil A, just talking, eating our food, and then she was like, just in. She just got into law school at UGA, so we were just talking about that. Wow. And she was like, "Well, like I'm supposed to like go around and like look around at the campus. Uh, do you want to come with me?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, absolutely." And so wow. we walked around campus. We were talking. It was great. She's still funny. Um, <laughs> and like I hadn't seen this girl in so long and it's really weird to like meet someone just like from like preschool basically uh yeah. so we were just we were just talking about our lives and it went great and at the end of the day like I just got her phone number and I was like well how long are you in town she's like um yeah so I'll just be like in and out of Athens pretty much all week and I was like well yeah definitely let's do are you gonna be here tomorrow she's like yeah yeah for sure I'll text you I was like yeah that sounds great Wow. And so that happened like last Monday and every, we've been talking like all week, every single day we've been going out and doing something. I went with her for a few tours for apartments. Um, you know, just that general stuff. I helped her find some campus places, right? find her classes, all that. It's going great. Um, and then it gets to the part where like, she's asking me like, basically like, what I'm doing with my life. Okay. I don't really know yet. I haven't figured that out. Yeah. When I do. I'll get back to you. Uh, but we just kind of had that conversation and she was like, well, listen, I feel like kind of weird getting into a relationship if you're just not going to be here in like a month. Right. And I was like, I mean, I get it. And so I was just like, listen, I, I know it's weird and, but I really, really like you. And I like, don't really see a reason not to, you know, like keep this going. Right. And so I didn't even have a ring. I just got down. And I was like, Will you marry me? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know what, what, I didn't know what, what went through your mind. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, what are you supposed to do when you find like an absolutely perfect girl? Everything looks like it's going to work out, 
and then you're like, ah, oh, man, but like if the only thing was distance, like I can find a job here in Athens. I can stick around yeah. until she makes enough money to actually pay for our life. That's easy. <laughs> so she was like, wait, are you serious? And I was like, um, yeah. And like, she was like, she was totally oh freaked out. We gosh. talked about it for like an hour and then she's like, you know what? Okay, let's do it. So we're engaged. <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. So have you bought her a real ring yet? No, I'll have money. <laughs> right now we have like these like little cheap, like $3 oh gold my. rings I found at a uh, junk man's brother's daughter. Dude, so see, I've known you for what? Eight years now. Gosh, that seems like a long time. This is the craziest thing you have ever told me. This I, is I know. nuts, dude. Congrats, man. That, thanks. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense at all, but like, I'm happy. I'm so, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I'm going to have a wedding. Uh, you're invited. So uh, do you have a girl you want to bring? Yeah. I'll tell you about that right now. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I haven't told you about it. I'm going to get right into that right now. <laughs> So I'm not sure if you've heard this before, but Terrence Mann once said, movies will make you famous, television will make you rich, but theater will make you good. <laughs> have you found that to be your experience so far? I have, dude. I have. <laughs> this theater job I've taken, I mean, it doesn't compare to your work because that was, that was nuts, but this theater job, dude. Might be the best decision I've made in a long, long time. <laughs> I don't really know how to encapsulate what I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Did I send you that video of that oh, kid? Oh, you, you sent me that video of that kid. And I really felt like I had just walked in to, like, lunch with the band kids. Yes. Yes, dude. So, by the way, that video is going on the website. Good. When it's we can put that video on Twitter. Let's put it on Twitter. I'll, I'll put it on Twitter tonight. Great call. So that kid, I'll give you a little bit of backstory about this video. It's me. It's this other girl named Claire. And it's this kid. His name is Matt. He's, oh my gosh. His name's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just now put that together. How too. fitting is that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So that's to side note. That's going to be a total thing. I'm just going to start. That guy's such a mat. That's, that's a new thing. I'm starting that <laughs> now. I like it. I'm on board. <laughs> so we're talking about, we're just walking down the halls together. And we're talking about just something random. And out of nowhere, he starts citing that poem. <laughs> About the Jabberwock. <laughs> it, like, it, it took me like three seconds to like comprehend what was going on. Uh, just how I felt watching the video. I was like, what is he saying? And then I started picking it up. I'm like, why is yeah. he saying it? <laughs> so, so he starts saying it. It was like a 30-second monologue. He gets to the end of it. And I'm just like, that was unbelievable. And then I'm thinking, I need to capture this for all my friends. <laughs> so I said, Matt, you mind doing that one more time with the – while I record, he said, no, nah, it sounds good to me. So I pulled up my phone and went for it. And he did it again. Nice. So he did that. I stopped recording. Then he goes, yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I'm good at memorizing pointless things. And I was like, what else do you, what else have you known, uh, memorized? He's like, 
I used to know the first hundred digits of pi. Now I only know 30. And he goes, 3.14158232157. Bro, this guy is such a bat. And he just starts <laughs> rolling them off. And then he started doing this thing with his eyes where he was like shaking his eyes. And I was like, this guy's a beast. But here's the crazy thing. There's something about this theater that it's like you walk into this theater and anything goes. You walk into those doors and any of society's preconceptions about what's cool and what's weird go away. All of a sudden, your weirdness is acceptable. So this kid, you would think people are making fun of him. People are worshiping this oh kid. Oh, my gosh. I'm included in that group. <laughs> we have such a squad, dude, where we just walk around playing <laughs> the whole time. Everyone's super negative. And we just make jokes. We, we do this thing now. When people walk out of the theater, you're supposed, to ha- you're supposed to say, have a good night, have a good night as they leave. Yeah. Me, Matt, and Claire lined up in a row. And we started doing this thing where I said, have... Matt said a good, and Claire said night. So they would come out, and I'd be like, have a good night. And people were just looking at us like, what the heck is going on? It's just, it's turned into this thing, how weird can you make it? And it's so fun, dude. The shifts, the six-hour shifts fly by. It's the easiest work in the world. I got half of the basketball game. I'm watching like half of the basketball games because there's like a bar section. Oh, yeah. They have the basketball games on, which we'll talk about later. But it's it's such a great job. It really is phenomenal. So you've embraced it now. I've fully embraced it. Also, I told you about the Ghost of Theater 5. I heard about an orgy of Theater 9. Yes. That's all I'll say. (laughs) So have you experienced any paranormal activities yourself? I have not. I have not. Interesting. Um, one other thing that happened on my shift was I ended up getting demoted. What? Halfway th- yeah, I got demoted halfway through the shift from sweeper to the guy who stands at the front and rips tickets. Is that a demotion? It is because you have to stand there on this mat and you can't move and you can't pull your phone out. It's you're basically in the spotlight the whole time. Oh, what did you do? So what you have to do is these people come in and you. They all have like these barcode tickets. Oh, no, no, no. Have... I, I understand that. What did you do to get demoted? Nothing. Nothing. The British guy, the British guy who now claims he's from Canada, actually, which I'm calling BS. Yeah, no way. He just said, hey, you're up at the stand. And I was like, what? Am I getting demoted? He's like, no, it's not really a demotion. It's kind of like a sidestep. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's so just a sidestep down. Yeah, whatever you say, you fraudulent <laughs> Canadian British man. If he's from so, Canada, he should be French, if anything, right? You would think. You would think. Hmm. He's a fraud. Anyways. Northerners, man. Yep. Gosh, they suck. Anyways, so I stand up there, and I'm supposed to be IDing for anyone who looks like they're 21 years or younger for us. Because that's Ooh, a great movie. Interesting. So you're just making kind of guesswork here. Yes, I'm supposed to be checking bags to make sure that no one's sneaking in candy or alcohol. I'm sure you're very diligent about that. <laughs> yeah, so, so firstly, this group, of, this group of kids come up. They're like 16 years old. 
and they all come up to me with a ticket for us. Right. And so I, I look at them, and I say, you guys have IDs? And this kid goes, I forgot mine at home. Nice. And they all, they all look at me deer in the headlights. I'm like, yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> I just let them in. And then this lady opens her purse up. She's got seven or eight boxes of candy. And I said, I'm going to have to check your purse real fast. And she goes, oh, that, that's new. Uh, why do you have to check? I was like, they're making me check. So she opens it. I look at all this candy. I'm like, you're good to go. <laughs> She's like, thanks. It's a great gig, TC. Dude, I would totally be doing the same thing. So, because <laughs> I guess you're not taking this super seriously, but you see someone, what are you looking for that makes you think that guy's under 21? Uh, basically, does he have the same physique as me? <laughs> <laughs> Lack of facial hair, check. Yes. <laughs> Is he not wearing a leather jacket? Check. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Dude, it, TC, it's a it's a really a great gig. Okay, well, so outside of work, are we allowed to uh, poke fun at Matt's? Yes. Okay, that's all I needed. I have clearance. Yes. I'm good to go. Um, yes. So, is there anyone that works with you that's not in high school? No, everyone's in high school. Every single one of them's in high school. Oh man, it, you... it, 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 it's so easy to make high schoolers <laughs> laugh. Oh, oh laugh yeah. Anything. So we do, we have our inside jokes already. Like we're making fun of each other every day. It's, I can literally really like hear Caitlin in my head right now making like, oh, that's because you guys are still like high school maturity. So, <laughs> um, but it's great. Okay, well, have you seen the commercials for that show, Rookie? Is that the cop show? That's the cop show with uh, Nathan Fillion where he's like this old guy who wants to become a cop. And so he gets put on the force and he's like super old. and Everyone else is younger than him. Okay. I feel like that's you right now. It's <laughs> 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 a little fun parallel I threw in there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, okay. So I can't remember if I told you about this or not, but did I tell you how we've had a cop like calling us at work and like coming by and visiting? Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. So last week they, our, our maiden guy came and he confiscated the computer and I was like, what's going on with that? And he looked at my manager and was like, can I tell him? And she was like, no. He's like, can't tell you. And he's that guy that's just so annoying about it. It really pissed me off. But the, uh, so I spent, I think I told you I spent like an hour just talking about it with my coworker and we settled on like a dark web drug deal. Okay. <laughs> so I was able to ask Meg yesterday. Right. And so technically I'm not supposed to know. And if my manager listens to this podcast, I'll probably be in trouble, but I think I'm in the clear because <laughs> no one listens to this podcast. Uh, so <laughs> someone had walked in, turned on the computer, and the first thing that popped up was like seven tabs of how to build a bomb. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. <laughs> so the cops been trying to figure it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. So have they figured anything out? Have they found anyone? Nope. Uh, so they, they have it narrowed down to a list of people that walked in and used the club room during that time period. Okay. But there's no way for them to know, like, if they came in with someone else or, like, basically who it was. If you had me sit down and look at that list, I could probably narrow it down to about five people for you. But I'm not allowed to know. Well, give me a couple last names and you could pick them out easily. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it took me half a second. I was like, what do you owe? Yeah, see, that's the thing, though. 
is those names wouldn't be on there. <laughs> so basically, the criteria you're looking at here would be like some sort of deranged uh, middle-class white kid that just snapped. Mm. And I can pick that name out of the lineup, guaranteed. Yeah, you're looking for like a Stuart or maybe a Jonathan. I think you're right on the money. I think you're right on the money. But I'm not allowed to help with the investigation, so. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. If this place gets blown to the ground, it's not my fault. I couldn't help. I will pray for you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I continue to hope for your, uh, for your safety. <laughs> um, yeah, so how's your week been? It, it, it's, it's been great, dude. How's your week going? Dude, I'm still dying from all these allergies, man. I, I trash the North all the time, and we'll talk about this a lot later too. But the one thing it has going is there's no allergies up North. I love it, dude. I love it. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. Hello there. It's showtime, Mr. Funny Bones. With your hosts, Tyler Kane and Alex Lyshow, this is Two Clowns and a Goat. <laughs>